This is Gemara and Sukkah, Daf Nun Dalit. As we wind down the final few days of the Gemsechta of Sukkah, we, ge- we acknowledge a ge- generous sponsorship, excuse me, Lezech Nishmas, that's the Rezal Basar Mayor. I'm sure Nishama is having incredible aliyah as we march towards the finish line of the Gemsechta Sukkah. Of course, we're on the very bottom of Nun Gimelam and Beis. We just finished the Machlaikes of Yehuda and the Rabbanon. This is Machlaikes that we have to know because it's going to continue for some time. And in truth, we should also quickly reiterate that which we saw in the Mishnah. We saw in the Mishnah and today's entire discussion is going to center around the blowing of the Shafer in the Beis Amigdash. The Mishnah said, how many blows could he do on any given day? 21. Maximum, Erev, Erev Sukkis, Shabbos, Erev Sukkis, excuse me, which we're going to see in the Gemara, Erev Shabbos on Sukkis. We'll see in the Gemara a little more. 48, 21 to 48. Whose sheet does that? The Rabbanan. Why? Because Rabbanan say, Tkiyah, Tshuva, Tkiyah is called three. Therefore, you end up with 21 mix, minimum, 48 maximum. What did the Rabbanan all? The Rabbanan all, no, divided by three. The, excuse me, what does Yehuda all? Divided by three. Each one is, one set is one. Tkiyah, Tshuva, Tkiyah is one, which means you divide by three. Instead of 21, it's seven. Instead of 48, it's 16. So that is how we learned the Mishnah. That is what we learned that the Mishnah is the opinion of the Rabbanan and not Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Gemara, Two lines of the bottom. Who does the following statement go like Rav Kahana that he says? There is no space. There is no pause. true at all. Go straight in. Who's that going like? Says the Gemara. Sounds like Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda does not separate mitzvahs. It's not a tkiyah, a true a tkiyah. Rav Yudah holds it's one entity. So seemingly, Rav Kahana's statement, don't take a breath between these tkiyahs, is going like Rav Yudah. Says the Gemara of Shita. It's obvious, of course, it's going like Rav Yudah, not the Chachamim. Moving over to today's Daf Daf Nundalid. Answers the Gemara, I would have thought, I feel like Rabbanan, maybe we're even going like the Rabbanan. It's coming to teach us a different day. Really, it's like the Rabbanan that each one is every mitzvah. So why did Rav Kahana say that you can't take a breather? To teach us like Rav Yechanan. What does Rav Yechanan say? Says Rav Yechanan, extreme. You could hear the Tkiyos spread out throughout the whole day. No problem. So Kamash Malon, Rav Kana comes along and says, No, you can't do that. Says Rav Kana, don't take a break in between. You have to hear them in succession. But perhaps he agrees that you can take a little break. Perhaps he agrees, like the Rabbana, that they're separate. Mitzvah. Says the Gemara of Emahachanami. So maybe it's true. So how do you know it's going like Rav Yehuda? Maybe it is going like the Rabbanan. Maybe it is actually teaching us not like Rav Yehuchanan. Answers the Gemara, MK, my Veloiklum. What would it mean? The like lum. Rav Kahana's statement was you should take no space at all between the tkiyos. If the whole point was to go now like Rav Yoichanan, you'd be able to take a small space. Just to mention, of course, we possibly like the Rabbanan, but this is a big marmakaim with regard to the Shvarim Trua. We know there's two, nah, I don't know if we know, but we'll say right now, as we go into our Shana, there's two ways of blowing a Shvarim Trua. You can have a Shvarim, do, 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 break, Trua, do, 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 do. Or you could have a shvarim trua, which means do, 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 without a break in between. Big, big machleks. You shine in machleks how to do it. Most places, many places, I should say, are machmer and do both. In one set, they do it without a space in the middle. One set, they do with a space in the middle. And many of the rayos come from this Gemara, from the statement of Kahana. Then as much as we don't go with Rav Yehuda, we see from here with regard to taking the space between the shvarim and trua, between the shofar blows. 
And just one last point is when you, the Makri, when he calls out what the person should blow, when the Baltikeh should blow, if he says, Shvarim Trua, that's a symbol showing him there should be a space. If he says, Shvarim Trua, then he does it all together without a breather in between. Says the Gemara, four lines on the top, Nandalit Amir Aleph. Erev Shabbat When we have Erev Shabbat during Sukkot, it's how many Shaifer do we have? 48. Ask the Gemara. Vilamal Mehasir is like a Tani. The Mishnah listed all the times you blow. Three of this case. Three of this case, three of that case, but didn't say anything about blowing on the tenth step. Mastis and Mani. So who is our Mishnah seemingly that says you do not blow on the tenth step? Rav Lazben Yaakov, he did Tani learn to the rice, the Shalosh Lamal Mehasiris. You blow three times on the tenth step, says the Tanakama. No, you blow three by the Mizveach. So our Mishnah seemingly is not like Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. The opinion that says you blow in the 10th step, the, the Rabbanon, excuse me, the Rabbanon holds you do not blow on the Mizveach. You do not blow on the 10th step. So each opinion is mutually exclusive. The Bandama that holds you blow on the 10th step holds you do not blow in your next to Mizveach. One holds you next to Mizveach does not hold that you blow on the 10th step. Says the Gemara, what's his machlaikas? Interesting machlaikas, whether we blow in the 10th step, whether we blow by the Mizbeach, my time is Rav Lazbin Yaakov. What's his dinner of Lazbin Yaakov that you blow by the Mizbeach and not in the 10th step of the base of Migdash? Says Rav Lazbin Yaakov, came the talk of the Sharim, Lamal Siris Lamali. Says Rav Lazbin Yaakov, you already blew when you opened the gates, so why are you blowing a minute later when you get up to 10th step? Lamali the Daka, Hi Lav Sharu, it's not a gate. So when are you going to blow instead? It's better to blow by the Mizbeach, says Rav Laz ben Yaakov. They argue and they say, When you just blew and you drew the water, why do you have to blow on top of the Mizbeach? It's better to complete those 12, the set of 12, by the 10 steps. That's the Machlaikis, Rav Laz ben Yaakov, and the Rabbanan, sidebar, do you blow on the 10th step of the Mizbeach? Our Mishnah did not mention the 10th step. So clearly we're going, clearly we're going like Rav Lazar ben Yaakov, which holds you do not blow on the 10th step. Beautiful. Let's continue. He came back with a Mishnah, of course, all the Mishnah is enough for in down Gemaras. So everything was told over Talmud to Rebbe, everything was said verbally. So when they would travel to different places, they would bring with them teachings. So he brought with himself from Rome a following Bryce. So that says, The children of Aaron blew Chatzayit Rais. Why does it say they blew? Already says that they blew. So why does it have to say that again? This was the statement he came to teach. The extra word Yitku teaches me each and every carbon Musaf gets its own set of shofar blasts. As the Gemara is explained right now, So first he said this statement. What was the statement? The Torah says an extra time, and it says, so why two times does it say Yitzku? To teach us a unique halacha. To teach us that each Musaf has its own blowing. What does that mean? He explained. They blew, excuse me, a separate set of Shefer by each and every carbon Musaf. If we have a Shabbos and a Musaf, each one gets a separate 
three shofar blasts. On that point, Tanan, we learned in a Mishnah. How many times they blow Yisham Memchaz? 48 times. One second, let's do some math. Vim Isa, and that which you just taught me, what did you just teach me? That every Muslim gets its own three. Shabbos gets three. Muslim gets three. Says the Yomara. Excuse me, Muslim gets three and Sukkot gets three. Vim Isa, let's do Shabbos. Shabbos you, if you Now, if you're looking for the maximum times to blow, why did you tell me Erev Shabbos and Sukkis? And therefore, what were the extra shofar blasts? Opening the gates, stopping everyone from doing malacha. Says the Gemara, you should have listed Shabbos itself. Why? Because you could end up with 51. Because Shabbos and Sukkis, you can end up having the regular 21, 9 for Musaf, 9 for the Yant of Musaf, and then the 12 of the drawing of the water. So the extra 9 of each one, says the Gemara, 9 and 9 is 18, you should end up with 51. So why did the Mishnah say the maximum is 48? Erev Shabbos on Sukkis, tell me Shabbos on Sukkis, according to this opinion that each Musaf gets its own show for blast, you end up with 51. No, so you got to subtract. You don't blow for the, the opening of the gates. So you're back to 48. So you don't gain anything. It's the same 48. Amar Rava says, Rava, one second. Man, Who's this one that doesn't have any flower? Uh, derogatory statement. Chada, number one. It says, each and every day. Each and every day there were 21. Which means each and every day they blew when they opened the gates, even on Shabbos. You just told me on Shabbos when you open the gates. You don't blow, but it says every day you blow. Vote in number two. If you're going to tell me, like you just said, that you ended with 48, great. So it's 48, like Erev, Shabbos, and Sukkis. So we have the same kasha. Why don't you, Mishta, say Erev, Shabbos, and Sukkis? Say Shabbos, and Sukkis straight. List the Shabbos, Shabbos, and According to his opinion that each Mosav gets its own nine, are you? Shabbat Arba, Mishmoina, the Shabbos, and Atarti, who teach us two din. Shabbos, we know number one, Shabbos, and Yaakov. Shabbos, we know the Racha, Rachanina, who teach me two different dinim, who teach me that each Mosav gets its own din, and it would teach me you don't blow on the 10th step. So says the Gemara, why did the Mishnah list why did the Mishnah list only Arab Shabbos and Sukkis? Why did it not also list Shabbos on Sukkis? Ella Omar Rava Nupsha you know why? The different thing they don't do. You don't blow for the filling up the water on Shabbos. Why not? Of course, we should understand this. Because when do they fill up the water when the day for the uh, filling up the water fell out on Shabbos? On Erev Shabbos, right? We learned this in the Mishnahis. They fill it up before Shabbos in an unconsecrated vessel, so you don't have a problem with lean of it staying overnight. And then they will leave it to the next morning. If it's spilled, then they would take it from the gear. But they would try to fill it up for the day before, so not to fill it up on Shabbos. So says the Gemara, that's why we can't list that case. The Batri Tuba, because then you have to subtract all the ones for the filling up of the water. Therefore, you're going to be left with many less. Says the Gemara, okay, different Kasha. Nami, why don't we list Rosh Hashanah, Shechalius B'Shabbis? When Rosh Hashanah falls on the Shabbos, how many do we have? The Ikal, Tulasa, Musaf, and there's three Musafs. What's the three Musafs? Most of the Rosh Hashanah, most of the Rosh Chodesh, or most of the Shabbos. And therefore, if each one has nine, nine, Excuse me, 9 to 3 is 27. 
plus the regular 21 is going to equal 48. So says the Gemara, I don't understand. Why didn't we list that as the case that you're going to have 48 again? Because you have Rosh Chaydesh and Mosav, of Rosh Hashanah, excuse me, Mosav of Rosh Chaydesh and Mosav of Shabbos. Answers the Gemara, five lines from the body, Erev Shabbos, it teaches a different Chaydesh, and that's what the Mishnah listed us. Because it teaches like Rosh Hashanah and Yaakov, that you do not blow in the 10th step, rather you blow by the Mizveach. That's why we listed that case, which we would not necessarily know if we listed Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos, teaching me 21 plus the three Musafim, we wouldn't know this thing that we're going like Rav Lazar ben Yaakov. Says Gemara, one second. Atu Mika Amar did you say everything? Meaning, did you counter out every single possibility? Just say both. What's the big deal? Teach us both, Dinim. Answers the Gemara. You know why? Tanavishayir, a classic case. Because if the Mishnah leaves out one case, then we could say, why did he leave it out? But if there are other things that the Mishnah left out, then we could say, yeah, it didn't list all. It wasn't a full, exhaustive list. It left out some cases. Ask the Gemara, by Shayir, what else is left over? Shayir, you know what's left over? Erev Pesach turning over to Nandal Mabez. Erev Pesach. That's what's left over. Says the Mara one second. Which, if you look at the top Rashi, this is going back in Amaral. Rashi says, What's an Erev Pesach? You have the Shechita Pesach, which is 27, 27 uh, shofar blasts. Why? Because there's three groups that blows the shofar. And nine steps three is you can have the 27 for each time that they can do a Hallel by Erev Pesach when the Shechit and the Karbat Pesach. Says the Gemara one second. That's not called a, a, a omission. That's not called leaving it out. Why? Because we can be going with Rav Yehuda. The Rav Yehuda disagrees. He holds that they did not say Harold. They did not blow 27 blasts when they shechted the Karma Pesach on Erev. Pesach, of course, it reminds us back of our Pesachim days. They split up all of Kaisal into three different groups. But why does Rav Yudah say they didn't have three different Hallels? The Amar Rav Yudah holds. They never really got to the third group. They never got there. They never blew a full 27. So we're going with Rav Yudah, and therefore it's nothing left out. So the Amar is back to the original problem. Seemingly nothing was left out of the list. So we show that we should have Include everything, and therefore include Rosh Hashanah that falls on Shabbos. Answers the Gemara, Ha'okimna, the like Rav Yehuda. No, we're going not like Rav Yehuda, which we said on Amad Aleph, which we said, why do we say not like Rav, uh, uh, Rav Yehuda? Because that's how we started off with today. How does Rav Yehuda count the actual counting? He says it all goes by groups. Rav Yehuda says the minimum is not 21. The minimum is Seven. The maximum is not 48. The maximum is 16. Because if Yudah says, Tkiah, Chua, Tkiah, it's all one group. So we already know we're not going with Rav Yehuda. Says great. So we're not going to Rav Yehuda in that case. But I know you're going with it in this case. Maybe you go as partial like Rav Yehuda. And Erev Pesach, which falls that on, Erev Shabbos, So in that case, we have to take out six of the 48, and we have to enter into the six for the Arab Shabbos. That's the case that's left out, which even Rav Yehuda could agree to, and that's the reason why it's not a fully exhaustive list. That's why we don't list the case of Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos. True, there was a lot of math, a little bit confusing, but the main points that we have to remember is we're going with Rabbanan, each one's its own 
It's own din. And on Amanal, if we went through all the different permutations, how we potentially got to 48, why isn't it 51, why is it not 48, etc., etc. And of course, we're going with the opinion that they did not blow on the 10th step, rather they blew next to the Mizbeach. Says the Gemara of Inma Yisif and Amemchas. You never do more than 48. Valai, ask him, really? Is that true? Valai, Erev Pesach Chalios B'Shabes, like we just saw. Erev Pesach falls in on Shabbos. That how many do you have? Either Rabbi Yehuda, you have Chamshim Achad, you have fifty-one. Either Rabbanan Chamshim Sheva, you have fifty-seven. So why did the Mishnah say the maximum is forty-eight? Again, you have the twenty-one that are blown for every single day. You have the nine for the carbon Mosaf, and then you have the carbon Pesach is split into three groups. So if you can have three, it's another twenty-seven. Or according to Rabbi Yehuda, you can have eighteen. But therefore, says the Gemara, you definitely have more than 48. Kikitani answers the Gemara, something that's every year. So we don't listen in the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, one second. Vishana, uh, excuse me, the less of a Cholshana Vishana. Like Yotani. What was the case that the Mishnah listed, which was 48? Erev Shabbos, which falls in a Sukkis. Says the Gemara, is that possible? It's not every year. Why not? Perhaps it doesn't always happen. The first day is an Erev Shabbos. Then there's going to be no Erev Shabbos on the Sukkis. Because the next Erev Shabbos is ready Shmini Atzeres. Answers the Gemara, Ki maklinan, Yontavrishan, Be'erev Shabbos, Midchei Tachinolei. We push it off, meaning we never let Sukkis to fall out the first day on a Sunday, on a Matzei Shabbos. My timer. Why can't Sukkis fall out on a Sunday? Ki maklinan, Yontavrishan, Chag, Leos, Be'erev Shabbos. Because if the first day of Sukkis falls out to be on Erev Shabbos, excuse me, I think I said that wrong. One more time. Let's go back two lines. Excuse me. I, I apologize. I said Sunday. Incorrect. When Erev, excuse me, when the first day of Sukkot falls on a Friday, we don't let it fall out on Friday. Now the Gemara explains why not. The first day of Sukkot falls out on Friday. Yom Kippur When is Yom Kippur? Explains the Gemara. Yom Kippur is going to fall out on a Sunday, which we know never won Yom Kippur on a Sunday. We never go from Shabbos straight into Yom Kippur, whether it's because you're not able to prepare the proper food, whether it's because if someone was Niftar Rahman al you can have two days, you're not going to be able to bury him. But we never have Yom Kippur on a Sunday. And therefore, we never have a Shukis on a Friday. Says the Gemara, is that true? Do we really postpone that we never have Yom Kippur falling out? On a Sunday, that the chale of the fats of the Shabbos can yes be brought in Yom Kippur. What's the case? So what do we see? He says the Gemara that what do we see? We see that it could be this price says that Yom Kippur could fall out on a Sunday. Who's this Rabbi Kiva? What's the problem? And of course, Rabbi Kiva holds a chiddush. Rabbi Kippur has the same kedusha as Shabbos. But what do we see? We see that this brisa says that Yom Kippur can fall out on a Sunday. You just told me we never want sukkahs fall out on a Friday. Of course, Yom Kippur falls out on a Sunday. Therefore, we push it off. We see it can happen. 
answers the Gemara, it's a machloikes. Loikash ha-rabonon, ha-achirim. Rabonon, hold. That we're gonna push up L one day, so Yom Kippur does not fall off on fall out. Excuse me, on a Sunday, and a Sukkot will never fall out on a Friday. Whereas the Achirim disagree. The Tanya is learned in the Brayz Achirim Ayimim Ein Bein Atzeres La Atzeres. And the first white line says Achirim. There's no difference in Shavuos and Shavuos. Vim Bein Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah Lo. But obviously, it's, the reason is because they're holding it could fall out on a Friday and a Sunday. Whereas the Chachamim argue they hold that Yom Kippur can never fall out on a Sunday and Sukkis can never fall out on a Friday. And we're going to stop over here by this Mesvei. And now the Gemara is going to go back to the din of the Karma Mosaf. We'll pick it up in Mirza Shem from here tomorrow.